Hey, Broadway fans, we're back for week two of the new year of Broadway Breakdown. We're going to be talking the sound of music again, but this time the film version, so don't go too far. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Aww. I feel like we should be twirling, but I can't because I have a cord. I know. <laughs> just, just, just sign. Just sign. <laughs> We're totally twirling. We're totally magical <laughs> on a hillside in Look Salzburg, Austria. Lip syncing master right there. <laughs> I've seen this movie like 80 bazillion times. Also, I don't think any of us want to try to out sing Julie Anders, so we're just going to uh, stay yeah, quiet. That's a no. Yeah. Usually we'll try to sing along sometimes. Right now, right now we're just kind of like mimicking, yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back to Broadway Breakdown. We of course, like we just talked about, Julie Andrews, are talking Sound of Music, the film. Uh, amazing, amazing film. Um, to start, and a great way to start off this new year with all this nice positivity. Yeah, nice, this nice beautiful. Nazi fighting. Hey, hey, <laughs> well, family, song. family, <laughs> music. Oh. Take it to Jack and you go negative. I know. God. Not negative. I'm they just, do. They escape the Nazis in real life and in the film. I know, <laughs> but I was just going positive with like the family and nice, happy, and you're like Nazis. <laughs> they fight the Nazis. <laughs> it's, it's part of the film. I am your host Brianna Phipps. You guys can find me at bphipps14 on Twitter and Instagram. And I am joined here with a lovely full cast. And Jackie is back, as we Yay. said. Yes, we are doing Rent later uh, in our season this which year, which is why she, had which to is go why watch I it. had to go see it because they had a really good deal. That's awesome. Uh, did you get any mean tweets? We told them to mean tweet you. No, I did not. Damn it. It's because people love Rent. Yeah. People were probably like, you know what? It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> she had to like, you take that 1,200, 640 minutes or whatever it is. I, don't I was just, I was just right really now. hoping I had influence over people. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> anyway. No, it's just that people love Rent. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, Dakota, where can they find What's you? What's up, guys? You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. And Jackie. I'm 123JackieB on all platforms. And Becca Brown. Hi. You can find Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. And uh, Mark J. Freeman, who was with us last week, is really sorry he couldn't make it this week, but he is with us in spirit. Yes. A lot of the things he said, it, it was so funny to me because Mark kept saying, I don't know if this is true, but it all was true. So yeah. I just want to reaffirm that. That he was true. And of course, we have our lovely musical goddess in the booth, Miss Alexis Torres. What up? I'm actually twirling in the uh, in you the booth are. right As now because uh, <laughs> I have the room to do so. <laughs> so I did it just for you guys. You're, tw- you're twirling for all of us. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I might have fell and I have cords wrapped around me, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Fun fact about that opening number is that it was actually the weather was terrible, so mm-hmm. they had. That's to- why if you watch it, there's sunny. And then cloudy, like yeah. Two okay, I there was, was like the a, there was like a quick patch that they had a close up on her where it wasn't raining, uh-huh. and then I guess they like kind well because of they fixed. had used a helicopter for that one shot, so it had to be nice because right. of that. But she also that. kept like falling over because of the helicopter, so they kept being like, "Damn, we have to redo wow. this day." Cool. I did not. know It was that. very close. Yeah, she was on that mountain for like hours waiting for that one sunny shot. Yeah, wow, Yay. that's crazy. <laughs> that's dedication. Fun. I love finding out little things like that where you're just like, "Oh, you watch a movie, you take for granted the scenes. You're like, oh, that was like nothing. She was standing in the field, whatever." But like going back and like hearing those things, you're like, wow, like dedication. Like people really put a lot of effort into this one little shot. Mm-hmm. And this is 65 before, you know, they had enough technology to not do a helicopter in her to face. Just like you screen, know? screen it over or do yeah. a drone or whatnot. Yeah. Seriously. 
That's crazy. It was a guy hanging out of literally hanging out the side of the helicopter with a camera. So a guy risking his life hanging out of a helicopter. Great. But I also like that it's such an iconic scene too. Like we use it in everything. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Family it's Guy that, does it's it. It's that meme. Like, yeah, the meme. Yeah. The oh yeah. The meme who gives a fuck this is how many fucks I give. Yeah. yeah it's meme. it's fantastic. So I Which love ironically, it. ironically uh, apparently Julie Andrews was like had a really terrible like sailor mouth is how they put it oh. on set so she oh, was yeah. like swearing all the time that is funny I would not expect that. Uh, yeah I would I was well Maria Von Trapp didn't uh, I, she, she can't hurt the character didn't swear right 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 I, it was like I, cut and swear <laughs> yeah I just feel like Julie Andrews is like portrayed so differently for well she was, I mean, she, she, was movie. she was that Disney sound of music she was yeah the, Person. I couldn't picture that. Why you didn't see I mean, it she was Mary visually. Poppins before this, so she yeah. was practically perfect in every way. Yeah, she yep. is perfect. Yep. Well, she practically is perfect in every way. Yeah. I think the swearing just adds to her perfectness. I agree. Oh, yeah. That's true. I, agree. I imagine that her swearing is also really pretty because just she has like yeah. that really great British. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. She probably, yeah. Like if she swore at me, I'd just be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. You'd be like, you're Julie Andrews, you're a legend. <laughs> like, I'm not even mad. <laughs> Um, so let's just go into our overall thoughts on this film. I know we, we three talked about it um, mm-hmm. somewhat last week a little bit because most of us have seen the film. Uh, if, if not the play, we saw the film first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie, what about uh, you? I love this film. It's probably one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I grew up watching The Sound of Music, and I saw, like most people, I saw the film first, and then I saw the play, and I saw the play because I kept telling my parents I wanted to see The Sound of Music, so... That's how I got to see the play. But I was living in Germany at the time. I lived in Germany um, from when I was five to when I was ten. Wow. So when I saw the play, it was a local production in Germany. And wow. it. Um, I lived in Germany in the 80s. So it's like obviously Germany by then had become uh, an ally of the United States. Clearly I'm not that old, you know. Um, <laughs> but it does have a certain meaning when you see people in places that you've been. I've been, I went to Salzburg as a kid. I never did the sound of music tour, um, which I'm still a little sad about, but you know, you don't get to make these decisions when you're eight. Right. Um, but I, I had seen those places, and you see people. I, I wore dirndls, which is the the is traditional. The it's the traditional, thing? yeah, the Got traditional it. German. I was or wondering Austrian what that was called. German outfits, yeah. Because I know lederhosen is the bottom part. Lederhosen is what the the pants that the boys wear, the short pants with the straps. Okay. And then dirndls are the dresses that the women Got are it. wearing. Yeah. And so, like, we had those. I was trying to, I've been begging my mom, like, find pictures of me in a dirndl. And, like, she's not responding to my texts. Aww. So that's right? why you're not getting those. <laughs> Come on, mom. <laughs> like, when she eventually sends them, she'll right, post them. Right, when I post this on Facebook and call her out, and then she's going to be like, oh, I feel really bad about that. Hopefully. 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 <laughs> I, I have the then same hopefully problem. hopefully she'll respond. My, my parents won't send me throwback pictures of me. Yeah, I so. think I get I'm, one at least daily. Like, I'm opposite. I'm like, don't send me pictures with me when I was little. Well, when I need them, like, I just don't get responses. Well. Well, Becca, you're just going to have to go back to Texas and yell at your mom. <laughs> Look My mom lives in Orange County. She has no excuse. She has no excuse. Um, I do want to go into the characters a little bit into this film, uh, especially because the actors made them so iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's start, of course, with Julie Andrews, who played Maria Rayner in the film. Uh, I'm so, I just want to say, I'm so happy for her. Like, she won she won the Academy Award for playing Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And then this one, she, um, was nominated. she was nominated. And she never got to be in the My Fair Lady 
film like years earlier because she was in the broad the original Broadway cast. They cast Audrey Hepburn who couldn't sing, and then Audrey Hepburn got nominated but never won an award for that role. And then finally, I feel like this is Julie Andrews' comeback for getting ousted from a role that she should have had mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, and also, she was almost going to turn this role down. What? Um, she thought it was too much like her Mary Poppins role because when she did, first of all, uh, when she did this film, they were going, they were talking about Grace Kelly and um, Sandra D uh, for the role because she was unknown because mm-hmm. she had filmed Mary Poppins at this point. She had filmed another film, I think, too, but they hadn't been released yet, so people didn't know her yet. Um, and then when they did offer her the role, she was like, I don't know, it's a little too much like Mary Poppins. Like, she didn't want to get that typecasted role. Mm-hmm. But luckily for us, she decided against that. And yeah, took I'm so the glad role. she did because, I mean, that would have that would have sucked. Like, we would have never... <laughs> I mean, the next thing is, is watching this, I was thinking, because I was thinking of that anecdote where she's like, she's like, you know, in this similar kind of role where she's a nanny mm-hmm. or a governess. Yeah. Um, but the characters are very different. Yeah. Yeah, Maria so. is like, does not have her shit together. You know, she's, she's Maria's combative. Like a, Maria's like a lost child yeah. trying to find her way and Mary Poppins is very much like, Mary Poppins know knows everything. Confident. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mary yeah, she Poppins. has to sing the song I Have Confidence in Me just to remind herself that, that she, she has confidence. confidence. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Mary, Poppins Mary Poppins is already is confident. Like, all she doesn't have wrong. to sing. Right. I'm right. But both characters do carry a carpet bag, which I appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can see what she was thinking, but I think me she too. made the smart decision because when you are... Like, one thing that I that I hate about entertainers sometimes is that they they get this this mental thing where they're like, okay, well, I've done this, this, and this. Maybe, maybe I should just turn this down because maybe I'm better than that type of thing, which obviously she didn't do because she took the role. But, like, a lot of people do that, and they get in the moment, but then later on they wish that they would have taken it because maybe they aren't getting as offered as many roles then. Or, like, people who, you know, break up their their singing group and, like, go off solo. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I think if you got a good thing going... Just do it, like type of thing. Because it's a hard yeah. business. It's yeah. a hard yeah. business, and you want to get paid. And you and don't know think, if that role is going to come tough, around later. But it's a tough call either way because you don't want to get typecasted. Because as a performer, you do want to explore other you avenues, right? Um, but it, yeah, it's hard. It's like you turn it down, and maybe you don't get ever hired again because you're not well enough known, or maybe you don't turn it down and you play a nanny slash governess for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a hard call. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. she did it. Super glad. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, we also have Captain Georg von Trapp. I love just Georg because I know it's just George, but it sounds so much better than George. It does sound so much better than George. Uh, it's like Cesare for Caesar. <laughs> it's just a better way of saying it. Um, and that was played by Christopher Plummer. Who was who, drunk. Who was drunk most of the time on set. Really? Who didn't want to work with children and often called it the sound of mucus. No. He just didn't. He was a, he's actually weirdly like, he's like, he's from Canada but then he ended up moving to England and doing Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So at the time he was cast in this role, he was like a veteran, like serious Broadway actor and Shakespearean actor. And so this was a great opportunity because it's a big film. It gives you it gives you like uh, possible recognition. You know, obviously you don't know until it releases. Yeah. Um, but once I think once he was there, he kind of severely regretted it. He he wow. was very against, uh, he didn't want to work with children. Or maybe he was just like a method actor. No? No. no. <laughs> That's really interesting. It, it was interesting though because Julie Andrews and him were both going through tough times in their marriages were, at this yeah, point. Yeah, they were both, like their marriages were imploding. Were kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of connected with each other because of that. But they also chose to handle it different ways. Julie Andrews stayed in the hotel room a lot and 
was with her daughter because her daughter was very young at that age and he went to bars and drank and got drunk. And I was he watching, also wore- I was watching the Diane Sawyer uh, interview where both of them kind of regret not hooking up on that set because they had such chemistry <laughs> no. and their marriages are falling <laughs> apart and and Julie Andrews is like I was just not that kind of person at the time like you know even though I knew my marriage was falling apart she was still trying to like make it work make it work whereas he was more like game basically <laughs> wow. I, I found that interesting that is very interesting he I- also wanted Edelweiss taken out of completely <gasps> He did not like the song. Yeah, like, I remember that too. And I was like, no, I like that song. But he was like, I just, it's just, I don't want well, it. Well, and during the second time he sings that song at the very end of the film, that's when he was like super drunk. Like he barely remembers filming them. It's and not Julian, his voice, though. It's like his, no, it's, it's they use another voice. actor over his voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can, they showed uh, on the, on the Diane Sawyer, Sawyer yeah. interview, they showed a clip of him singing. He can sing. But it's one of those things where they do a mixture of voices and the mm-hmm. other voice is kind of more... Prominent. Prominent. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so we almost... It would have been Fun a very fact. different movie. You know what? I, it's it funny. also makes sense, too, because you're like, he's so sad. And it's like, he's so sad drunk. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it kind of adds to his character because yeah. the character was supposed to be kind of mean and cold towards the children. So maybe with him not actually wanting to work with children, it no. helped him. Maybe. Yeah. I guess so. I feel like it's one of those things where if that were to happen nowadays, like you get kicked off a set and recasted. Yeah, you know depends. I think on how big it depends name on are. the actor because Charlie Sheen was going strong for a while there. <laughs> well, it also depends That's on true. if you can still pull off your acting while yeah being. There alcoholic. are actors that do pull off their acting while being and he obviously did because Julie Andrews said that she had no idea that he was drunk. Oh, wow. So he was so, I mean, able I guess to pull if it off. you're able to pull it off and you're and you show up and you're getting your lines out and you're doing a good job, I guess then maybe they could keep him around. I mean, but like if he was stumbling tell. around, you know, <laughs> being abusive to the children or anything like that, he would have gotten kicked and off. And for all of you uh maybe up and coming actors out there, they're like, Oh, I can totally now drink. No, I still we're not advising against that. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Like, no, no. I, I would still say maybe don't try that because Bad maybe idea. you're not the type of person. Because Charlie Sheen eventually did get fired. Okay? Yeah, he did. There's been many people well that have been fired for being drunk on yeah. set, so or not being the just bad, idea. like very, like not, you know, it, it it comes back to bite you in the ass. Also, if you're just not a decent person to deal with, like if you're that difficult, yeah. you can be replaced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially if you're new to the film yeah. industry. I think that's industry. the biggest misconception is everyone's thinking, oh well, once I got the role, I can do whatever I want, act however no, I want, treat you however I want. <laughs> you are very replaceable. Like any actor out there right now, and anything. Pretty much is very replaceable, so you better count your lucky stars that you're like in that role and like take advantage of it type of thing. Otherwise, you could get kicked out for sure. I will say though, like working working in the entertainment industry, the people I know that are the most successful are usually the kindest people, and yeah. it's like I feel like that mm-hmm. goes hand in hand. It's like people want to work with you the the more you're workable, like yeah. the more you can work. You with can people. stay around for a lot longer and be hired a lot more if you're, like if you're a good person. Exactly. Right. If you are a annoyance to work with maybe you're the star at the time and they're going to work with you just because you're the name but you're maybe going to have a five or six year big time yeah, in your yeah. Life gone then, are the days where they're going to bankrupt the back lot to pay liz taylor it's yeah. just not happening anymore mm-hmm. um i did want to mention max detweiler just for a second um because i the actor isn't too much but we didn't mention it last week that max is not a real character he was a fictionalized character for the film and the play um, we forgot to mention that last week, so I did want to go back to it. That he was their real uh, choir director was like a priest mm-hmm. who ended up traveling with. I worked them with them for like twenty years. Yeah. Oh. 
Wow. So they kind of added in like the uncle type of. Feel. Yeah, I think they wanted they to give it a little more. Yeah, and the thing was they family. were they were very close to a lot of their family members, so like kind of making a pretend uncle when they had so many aunts and uncles, it it just made sense to s- stick in a role like that. Yeah, and yeah. I think they they just wanted someone that was a little more that they could play with a little more in mm-hmm. in the aspect of yeah. you know he doesn't need he can be kind of like underwheeling kind of person. But is still good on the outside, like. And he adds humor, like yeah, he does. I think he that's does. a humorous. And role. he does add the whole thing that was a real, you know, pe- there were a lot of people like this at the time that were against the uprising of the Nazis, but at the same time weren't going to necessarily do, do anything. anything. To- mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that you know we have Captain Von Trapp who's very much against it. We have a lot of people that are very much for it. So I think he was a nice kind of like I'm not for it, but, but I'm not going to risk my life. People, to- yeah. yeah. End it. Doesn't he say something like, uh, I just make it a point to be friends with everyone type of thing? Isn't yeah. That what he, he said some type of line like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that he was kind of a good character also just for that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, dynamic. And then we have the Mother Abyss, who was played by Peggy Wood. And, and on the same Diane Sawyer thing, it was really funny. The real Mother Abyss said... Uh, that she didn't like Peggy Wood in the role because she said her voice, her voice could curdle, could curdle milk. milk and that she could <gasps> sing better what? than her. No. Which I was like, wait, aren't nuns supposed to be really nice? Yeah. Seriously, no one, like, and like, I feel like. Oh, but I mean, you're talking about people who are technically Eastern Europeans. And I'm saying this coming from a family full of Eastern Europeans. It's like, they have that very, like, wicked sense of humor. Yeah. So I don't think she, I I mean, I think she was saying it with a certain level of sense of humor because she was, like, smiling as she said it. But, um, and the (laughs) Mother Abbess's voice is, like, a little bit annoying. Like, it's a little bit annoying. It's a little bit operatic. It made sense for me, though. And I, I, because she was much older, so it makes sense. Like she's like the wisdom person, so she has this mm-hmm. operatic, like more traditional, traditional voice. voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. which watching that special and seeing that the real Mother Abbess at the time they did the special was old. I was like, I guess she wasn't as old as they were making her seem in the film <laughs> in real life at that time period. Because obviously she wouldn't be alive anymore if right. that was yeah. the case. <laughs> so that you know. We fictionalize things for film. Seriously, Why there's not? so many, so many roles in all these different things. Like even in, like, I mean, a series of unfortunate events. Some of these roles that are like supposed to be older roles, where people are supposed to be like pretty old, now they're casting yeah. them as like barely Younger. thirty. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's crazy how people can take things and spin them and like try to make it a fresh new story or just make it better for TV. And sometimes it's like, whoa, I didn't realize that they were so much younger or so much older in real life. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, with, like, true stories, it can just be, like, based on a true story, not, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, which this is. They yeah. Didn't, it's obviously not, as we said last it's week, not it's the not truth. 100% how it happened. Um, and they actually didn't really take her into consideration. Like, she, she tried... They took, like, some stuff she said, but she had already given away the rights yeah, to a German she, producer. Yeah, she so gave the didn't... rights to the book because she didn't she needed money at the time to uh, German filmmakers. Yeah. They made two films, and then they, they had the rights, rights so they could sell to it Hollywood. to make the show. Wow. So they didn't really... Like, she gave them some suggestions, but they were kind of like, we don't really care what you say because yeah. we already have the rights. Hollywood. Wow. It's just your story. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just your life. No biggie. Um, I do want to talk about Liesl. I don't want to get into all the kids because there's so many and it would take right. forever. But I do want to talk about Liesl, who is um, Chairman Carr, because she did just die this year. Aww. She wrote a book. No, I haven't read sad. it. She wrote, called Forever Liesl. She wrote two books. Oh, she wrote two. Yeah, there was one Forever Liesl. I forgot what the other one's called, but it's basically the same kind of thing. But yeah, she and she became an interior designer. She didn't stay in film. She did a little Interesting. bit. But, wow. Um, but yeah, she did. I do want to pay respects to her because she did die on September 17th 
of 2016. So it makes me like really sad. everybody else. Sad. Wow. Yeah. Um, the real Liesel was named, jo- I think I'm pronouncing this right. It no, it's know. Agatha. Agatha, Agatha Von Trapp. Um, I think it's pronounced Agatha. Uh, I read her book recently, which the book was published in 2003. She died in 2010. But Liesel wasn't the oldest. Liesel, Agatha was the second oldest. Mm. But they wanted to have that kind of like romance with Rolf's story, which is not, it it was a total fiction. So, um, but she, I mean, she had a lot of interesting things to say. I haven't read Maria's book either my mom has it and like she's she was rereading it right now i'm like well let me borrow that when you're done yeah i didn't know we owned that but her perspective her perspective was really fascinating and just goes like a lot of the things that she said were just hand in hand with what mark already said so yeah but if you want to get it she she drew little drawings as they went oh, along she was the one that drew oh. she was the one that her. drew that frumpy picture of um maria when she first arrived so if you want to read that it's a very interesting story and the one of the biggest takeaways to me was that when they left, I mean, you guys mentioned this last week that they left by train. Um, they were technically, because they were citizens of Austria-Hungary um, before World War One, and then the lines got redrawn after World War One. They were technically Italian citizens, mm-hmm. or the or Georg was, so, so that's why they went was. to Italy. Um, yeah. And they were, most of them, because there's only s- seven of there were seven children from his first there wife, seven, and then she had and then three. she had three. Yeah. But like the last one was she was pregnant with her. She was pregnant with her when they yeah. left. But the the first seven were almost adults by this yeah. age. They were they were uh, not the same age as they are in the film because the film makes it seem like all of this is happening. The film also in a takes year. place like a lot further along than when she actually joined the family. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Though they make it sound like it was all it happened right in that year, and it was all like one of those things. But they were weren't they married for a while? They had kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were married for a while, and they had kids before they left. So they they were already pretty much older when they left, so they could make their own decisions about yeah. joining the von Trapp family. Singers. It's so crazy because it's one of those things where it looks like from the outside when things are saying based on a true story, you're thinking, oh, it's almost like exactly, exactly. Yeah. When This is one of those stories that is almost like the furthest thing away from the truth. A lot of... But there's a few little situations that kind of make it based on a true story, but the majority of it is very different. A lot of Hollywood stories, when it's based, like, there are some that are very close, but a lot of them they change. They are, yeah. To make it a better Hollywood. Yeah. But I do think the important it. takeaways were that he, he was invited to join uh, the... The Nazi Nazis. military, and he did turn it down. He wouldn't fly. He their did defy. Flag. Yeah. So he he did defy them. He did leave, and they did become a singing group essentially. Um, it's just that for I do understand for like the Hollywood magic of it all, you have to make it seem like the woman really comes in and like transforms yeah. their mm-hmm. lives, and we have to have the love story, right? The, yeah. Um, he did. He did call them by whistle, but that was because the grounds were so big, you couldn't. He says it in the film, too. Like, he's like... We don't uh, want just shouting. We don't want just shouting, but you literally couldn't hear anybody, so that's why he would call them by whistle. Did the the girl... You said Agatha? Agatha, Did she ever say anything about what she thought about them making up the story of her with Rolf? She... It wasn't so much about that. Like, that was like a little footnote where she just said that never happened, basically. Mm -hmm. But um, she did say, and this is something Mark said last week, where most of the children were very upset about the way they pretended portrayed Georg Mm -hmm. um, because he was apparently a very warm and like caring guy Um, and a lot of them did feel a little bit 
weird and distanced from the way they were portrayed on film because it's not them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's an yeah. entirely different thing. Because they weren't actually vying for their dad's attention, so... But she did say that um, at one point, I guess, for her 85th ver- birthday, she got invited to the... Uh, the What is it? The... Um, is the word I'm looking for the revival the revival and um she met she met the Liesl who played her in the revival Mm -hmm. um and she said that totally transformed her view because she she saw how much people loved it and they kind of gave a nod to her there at that so um I think that for her was and she was 85 by that point where she was admitting okay now I see how much people love this and Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna like be upset with it anymore yeah Wow, um, that took a long time then. Right? <laughs> but I, I would feel the same way, I think. I think I would feel the same way if I saw people portraying me on film and it wasn't true or I didn't... And you didn't connect with it, like you didn't connect with it as in like, that's me type of type of Right, yeah. right. Um, moving crazy. along, uh, I want to get into the music because yes. there were some changes between the theater show and the film. Uh, so we had, they added in the songs Confidence and Something Good. Mm-hmm. Which I love both of those songs. So I like, do love <laughs> both of those songs. I feel like especially are... something good. It's just like one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Didn't they say in the twenty twenty thing that they were like giggling during it, which is yeah. why they're in silhouette. Which, most which of is the funny time. because sil- the silhouette's like one of my favorite. Yes, yeah. it was a great choice. Apparently, they were giggling, so they couldn't get like they didn't want to do a clear close up because they couldn't stop laughing. Um, so they that's why they do the silhouettes, mm. which. I That's think funny. is a brilliant choice. It looks Worked so beautiful. Worked out very well for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and then we, of course, have changed the positions of Lonely Goat Herd and My Favorite Things, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we like we said, most of us, except for you, Dakota, saw the film first, so it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. weird to me that like that they were in those positions. Um, mm-hmm. I think they work well in those positions. Me I don't too. think it takes anything away from the film or the right. play to have it switch. I'm just happy that they kept that song, Favorite Things. That's like my yeah. all-time favorite song in the whole It just makes thing. me happy. I like her singing it with the kids. And yeah. I like the one we got her with the puppet theater. I yeah. do love those no, I love the puppets. I wanted a puppet theater so bad when so I was a people, kid just because of that. So those are some really advanced-looking so puppets. Yeah, they I know. were. They were super cool. <laughs> They could, like, move their eyes and stuff. My boyfriend, Steven, said that, um, he's like, it's weird to think that was, like, the Xbox of their time. Oh, my Aww. gosh. Accurate, though. You know what? I think I would like that better than an Xbox. I mean, can you imagine having your own little theater, like, that you I feel just... like I would have get I... really frustrated because I would probably, like, accidentally tangle them up. Oh, and, like, I would. I would no, be able I to do that. it and I'd be like, screw this. As a child, <laughs> as a child, I had different puppets and I would just always get them all, their arms and everything just messed up and it was, I, I would just be so upset because I wanted to do it so bad. Me too. I had a couple little puppets and got them tangled so yeah i think i had one puppet that i got from old sacramento and i tangled it up i'm like eh. it's like the first thing that happened it was like oh yeah, although I, I still it. don't know why puppets. i still don't know why my favorite puppets. things is associated with christmas because so i'm watching the movie and my boyfriend comes in he goes christmas is happening and well, i was like no mark, this is sound of music mark did say that it's because when they used to play stuff on like that it television it was always yeah. oh, it was christmas during christmas time. okay so maybe that's, that's kind of just why we kind of have that imprint okay because it was it's so funny my boyfriend is from honduras originally so for him to like immediately associate with that song with christmas means like it really must have that association, <laughs> yeah. association. um and then of course they took out how can love survive no way to stop it and ordinary couple which ordinary couples kind of was replaced by um, something good which i like better um, and they did keep, I know that, I don't know about the other two, but I know that they kept the instrumental of How Can Love Survive in the ballroom scene, the party scene. Oh. You can hear it in the background is instrumental. Mm. So they did still pay homage to it. 
Because How Can Love Survive, I think, is the most iconic one that they took out. The other two, I kind of think, were just not that well isn't, known. <laughs> isn't, like, Ordinary Couple the one where it's, like, very stereotypical and, like, the roles of the yeah. woman and the yeah. role of the, the man? Yeah, 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 that's the one Mark was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and since Jackie was not here, we already said our diva songs, but Jackie, what is your diva song? It's My Favorite Things and then Edelweiss. And it's, it's funny because as I get older, I watch that... I watched the film this morning again, and then I watched that end scene where he's singing Edelweiss, and it really, like, I had forgot that the whole audience joins in. Mm -hmm. I had forgot that part, and I, it's just so powerful, even though that's not a real Austrian folk song or whatever, it's just that moment is so powerful where you have this person saying, you know, I'm standing up in front of you, I'm still going to defy you by singing my country's song. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the opposite of the... um fatherland song yeah it's the opposite of the fatherland song from which cabaret. is one of my favorite songs in cabaret i know <laughs> we talked about how we both like that song even though it's like about uprising right <laughs> that song every time i hear it just seems magical that edelweiss song so it is i mean it is but it's sad yeah. because these songs are they're all about cultural cultural identity in some mm-hmm. way or another and um for the fatherland song it's more about to me, the loss of cultural identity. Mm-hmm. And so, well, actually, so is Edelweiss. Mm-hmm. In a it's way. Like, yeah, because way. they're losing their identity to something else. Yeah. Um, I do want to go over really quickly. I'm just going to kind of read it through because it was nominated for a bunch of... It was actually nominated for... Or won the same amount of Oscars as it did Tony's, which I thought was... That's wow. really funny. It was like five for both. Um, Best Picture at one. Um, Julie Andrews was nominated for Best Leading Actress. Peggy Wood for um, The Mother Abbess was nominated for Supporting Actress. Uh, it won Best Director. It was nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design. It won Best Sound Mixing. It won Best Film Editing. Um, and it won Best Music, Scoring of Music, Adoption, or Treatment. Well, I'm sure so. Julie Andrews is probably pretty happy she took that role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I just, like I said earlier, I feel good for her because I she was so stiffed by not getting... To, I hate it when... When Hollywood, and we've said this before, when Hollywood like recasts non-Broadway actors because they feel they're more bankable, mm-hmm. and then in the end, it's like the Broadway actors turn out to be bankable yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you mm-hmm. hear someone sing, you want to hear someone sing. Right. You don't want to have to hear someone who's like kind of like talk singing, as some people do, or you don't want to have it to where someone is, like you said, more someone else is kind of predominantly yeah. singing you know, and they're mouthing it type of thing. No one wants... I mean, if, if you're going to be, like, an entertainer and you're going to be cast in something, you're going to want to see them sing, see them act, and that they're the whole package. I think that's important. And the yeah. fact is, if you're a if you're a, a Broadway actor in a hit show on Broadway, you're they're that good of an actor that mm-hmm. an audience who watches you is going to have that same emotion, even if it's a film and they might not know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, ironically and sadly, a great lead-in to... I have a video... Um, of Julie Andrews during the 50th anniversary talking about how she lost her voice because she had such a great voice on Broadway and then she had now like I mean you'll see I mean they basically goes about how she has to talk sing now because she can't she can't I think she mentioned on the 2020 thing she ended up there was some sort of lawsuit obviously yes and I mean this is the same this is from that oh okay one so she'll talk about it on there but um yeah it's just it's just it's so terribly sad because she did have such an amazing voice so. A standing ovation. Gaga shaking so hard. I love that. Yeah. I love Gaga that so much. Sung the from the Sound of Music. Oh. Songs famous can no longer sing those notes herself. In June 1997, she had a problem in her throat, strained from performing so long on Broadway. 
It was supposed to be a simple procedure to correct it. When it was over, her singing voice was gone. You sang in a movie. You sang in The Princess Diaries? Very, very lightly. Very her singing in Princess Diaries Dear little girl. so sad for me. You are terribly blessed, but it's your heart of gold I love the best. I didn't have a voice, really, at that point, but uh, it was nice, just for a second. Mm -hmm. I've got some bass notes still, because I had that miserable um, operation, which I really can't talk about. It's part of a oh, legal settlement uh, years ago. I still do have about five bass notes, so I could do a good blues song or a version of Old Man River if you really want. <laughs> you had to wrestle with depression. I did. She had four additional surgeries, but her voice never returned. <gasps> she began to write children's books with her daughter, Emma, mm -hmm. now all grown up, but she was struggling. Yeah, I was carrying on and, and wallowing in, in, in my misery one day, and we had begun writing our stories together, Emma and I, and she said, Mom, you've just found a different way of using your voice. Mm. And it was as if a great weight dropped from my shoulders. I love that her daughter said that. I love that her daughter I mean, when you're oh, known for your voice, that that it, then it's well, gone. Yes, when something like that is part of your identity yes, and part uh, of your notes, career, yes. it's like, who are you now? Yeah. You know? that I go at the end of the do, re, mi, and all of that. Would I like to do that? Yes. Aww. I probably wouldn't be singing these days anyway, because I'm very old, <laughs> and voices get a little tired. But I'd like to be able to have a go at it. Yes. I really would. She's... This, this snow is just it's crazy. That makes me want to cry, guys. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not really crying. Cry. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a really hard thing to have to deal <laughs> with when crying. that... Your entire life has been made up because of your, your your voice. I mean, even her as a child, like, was known for her voice, and to have that being taken away from you unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. Becca's legit like tearing <laughs> up. You're not alone, Becca. I'm dying in the booth right now because Julie Andrews was the voice of my childhood. So, same, like music I, class. <laughs> yeah, and so my grandmother had the same uh, range as Julie Andrews, and now that she's um, in her 70s, she's having a hard time hitting those notes, but she still sings even though it hurts. Wow. So I mean, it, yeah, as you get older, it's, yeah. it does become what she said. You, it's harder to sing. Your voice changes just mm -hmm. as it changes when you're younger. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I do like about Julie Andrews though is that when she does when she sang she made it seem so effortless like mm -hmm. yeah. you watch other singers even if they're great singers it looks like they're trying to sing like she yeah, just look, it's just it's a part like, of her okay <laughs> yeah it is just it's very effortless and to get that like stripped away from you I can only imagine that would just throw you in the worst type of depression for sure which is like Jackie said like her daughter saying that probably did save her yeah yeah I I feel like Julie Andrews is the type of person that like inspires other people or has inspired other people to sing based on sound music and Mary yeah. Poppins and all course. that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. She's like everyone's like grandmother in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like when the Dis uh Disneyland did the fiftieth anniversary and she was in the fireworks uh special like yes. she starts off being like fifty years ago. And I'm <laughs> just like, Oh, Julie Andrews. It's just she just has one of those voices that just makes you They're feel like, very welcomed in a like she would accept anybody or something. Yeah. I don't know. She just seems like the overall most warm per person ever yeah. based on her voice. Um, and then I do want to talk about the cultural impact it has had because this this has been, Sound of Music has been used in so much throughout the years. We have sing-alongs. It was in Will and Grace. Uh, fans still go to Salzburg and recreate scenes. They do the tour. Like Jack said, there's a tour in Salzburg That's that really you can cool. do. We should go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tomorrow. Field trip. <laughs> you going to pay, Becca? <laughs> yeah, Becca. Yeah. For that? Field trip. <laughs> Maybe we can find a Groupon. It'll be fine. <laughs> the Salzburg Groupon. Yes. <laughs> There's only 
fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, Coupon for plane flights. And my mom actually like, I, I wanted to mention this because it's just a, such a fun story. She loves the march, the wedding march from mm-hmm. Sound of Music. And oh, she the was going to use it as her wedding march. She got talked out of it by my aunt Joyce, um, and she regrets it. She Aww. said if she renewed her vows, she would. And then do it to everybody the could march. sing. How do you solve a problem like Maria? She's walking down the aisle as a kid. That one thing though, I always thought was a little bit rude because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there's a song that's basically like you're kind of an asshole and you shouldn't be a you're nun, yeah. and they're like singing it as she's getting married. How do you solve? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I did want to show one clip. Um, I picked one because from Family Guy because I think it's probably the most recognizable to today's generation. I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> it's yeah, that. I have confidence in sunshine. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I have literally confidence just... in rain. I have confidence that spring will come again. Besides which, you see, I have confidence in me. That is so oh, baby Stewie. <laughs> But so this like it just goes to show the depth that sound and music has on people and how mm-hmm. relevant it still is nowadays. Exactly. Um, I mean, no one you could start singing Do Re Mi and everybody in the world would start singing along Hopefully. with you. No one doesn't know, even if they don't know it comes from that show, they yeah, know that song. Exactly. Yeah. Not only is it like watched. a beautiful family tale, but it's also the a tale of like standing up for what you believe mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, and standing up for yourself. In multiple different ways. Yeah. Because standing up for him treating his children right, standing up for your country, standing up for going, it's like, it has so many layers of that. So. Um, oh, fun fact I forgot to mention, he was going to marry a baroness. The children never met her, but he was oh. going to marry a baroness. I didn't but, read that, so. Yeah. There it's we an, go. So it's that's, an Agatha's book. What is Agatha's book called, just in case um, we have viewers that want to It has read her it. name. It's like Agatha Von Trapp and some sort of subtitle, like okay. the Story of the Sound of Music or something like so that. So look up that name and it'll probably pop up. Yeah, I should. I <laughs> just look up that. Agatha Von Trapp. Yeah. Um, so that's about all I have for the film. Um, I do want to save some time because I, I do have news and gossip I want to get into for before the end of it. Does anyone have anything, though, that they would like to add about the film before we wrap that part up? Just how it's iconic and yeah. literally it's timeless and I just, I'm obsessed. Oh, other fun fact. Sorry. And the butler, the butler was going to give them, the butler was a Nazi sympathizer, mm-hmm. but he told them, he was like, I'm going to have to tell on you. And that is what led them to, to, to leave. leave. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, like, the butler was saying, like, I'm going to have to tell on you. So then they escaped because they knew that they were going to Yeah, but at least, at least they he was they a little were... bit nice about yeah. it. At least he told them. Right. I guess. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, they, otherwise they probably would have right. made it out. Yeah. Yeah, that was an Agatha's book, too. Also, the didn't I believe the borders, the, they left on the train to Italy, and then I believe the next day the borders closed. So if they'd waited oh one God. more day, they wouldn't have been able to leave. It's still weird, though, because they went to the U.S., they toured in the U.S., and then they came back in, like, the next year and were touring in unoccupied countries in Europe. So I was like, that's playing with danger, but yeah. you did that. Yeah. That is very serious. Yeah. <laughs> at least we can look back on it after the fact and be like, well, at least it worked out for them. Right? I mean, can you no imagine, though, like, going in and doing that and being like, oh, hopefully no one crashes our party here. Like, it's right? kind of scary and a little ballsy, but it's okay. behind your shoulder. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our news and gossip section, I have some stories that I did want to talk about a little bit. Hamilton, of course, the musical that is just breaking tons of records everywhere has now joined another one and it is the eighth musical to have an album reach over seven figures since 1991 wow uh it it's on the ranks now of the lion king mama mia les miserables the fam of the opera wicked jersey boys and rent which are the only other musicals to have done that since 1991 so 
Cheers to Hamilton. Cheers. Uh, if anyone ever has the money. Guys, right now. Cheers. Cheers. Well, they're touring through LA. <laughs> they are. Uh, Wait, they are? Yeah, tickets are like, eight, cheapest tickets are like 800 and something Aww. dollars. So um, if you're able to go, Groupon? let me know how it is. I'm going to put my name in for the lottery and see yes. if it works out. I love that, Becca. Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The Groupons are 700 and. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. It's a bit more affordable. Groupon yeah. isn't told yet. But if anyone, uh, if I happen to be able to go, it'll, I'll let you guys know how it is if you aren't. And if anyone else in our fan group is able to go, let us know how it is. Because unless I win up. the raffle, I don't think I'll yeah. be going. Hook us up. Hook us up, yeah. I mean, we can go <laughs> you want to send it. us tickets, you know. We can cover it as a press, you know. No big deal. Me and Jackie would be more than happy to take those tickets if you want right? to give them to us. Yeah. For free. For free. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a shout out on the show. <laughs> uh, also in news, Tony Wards is going to be coming back to Radio City Music Hall, which it hasn't Ooh. been in since 2010. When? This year, for the Tony Awards. But when is... They're what June 11th, I believe. Let's go. Becca's already Becca's all about spending this money. You have like free flyer points? What's happening here? I'm like more than willing to go, Becca. This is the thing. Like, like, if, if you're you make it happen, pay, I will go to Salzburg. I will go to New York. Yeah. Right after this, we're going to Salzburg. We're taking the Sound of Music tour. We're going to come back. We're going to watch Hamilton. And then after that, we're going to go to the Radio City Music All on Becca's ticket. Around, I'm, I'm so glad you're point. willing to pay for this. Let's for just it. add it to Becca's tab. It's <laughs> I'm really excited that they're going back to Radio City Music Hall, though, because I think it's such an iconic place where the Tony Awards have been held forever. And it's just a really beautiful venue inside. Mm-hmm. The stage is huge, mm. and it, you can do so much with it. So I'm, I'm happy that it's going back there. I just think Christmas when I think, think of Radio City Music Hall. Because I went to the uh, Rockettes Spectacular thing. Oh, 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 nice. Like 2011. Um, Also, I forgot to say with Hamilton um, that, uh, and I'm blanking on the name, uh, what's his face? He's going to be in Chicago. He's going to take over the role of Aaron Burr. Why am I blanking on his name? He was in um, that improv show that used to be. Whose line is it? Oh, yeah. I can see his face. And he's just in Kinky Boots. He was so good in that. Wait, Tedrick? No, not Tedrick. He was in the touring of Kinky Boots. It's on, it's on our, it's on on our Broadway name? breakdown site. Oh, that's he was really so good on Whose Line Is It Anyway, by the way. Wait, what? Who? I mean, if I knew, I would say that. Okay, yeah, right. okay, okay. I'm trying to remember. Google new Aaron Burr in Chicago. Yeah. it's Oh, Wayne Brady. Wayne, Wayne Brady. Brady. Just oh. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be taking over Aaron Burr in Chicago. He'll okay. be great. Yeah, I it's think he'll do awesome. a really good job. Yeah. Um, and next in news, we have... That John Legend and Ariana Grande are going to be doing a duet of Beauty and the Beast for the new film. It's going to be most likely in the end credits because Emma Thompson's going to be seeing the one during the film. Oh, nice! Wow. I like all these Yay. things. I'm actually more nervous for Emma Thompson than for them because, like, Angela Lansbury is so iconic. Yeah, but, but Emma I think Thompson she'll do a is great very job. iconic yeah, too. Yeah, no, I know she'll do a great job. I, it's just, it's just going to be like I'll have to listen to it twice. Yeah. yeah. The first time I'll be like, this is an Angela Lansbury. And the second time I'll be like, okay, it's Emma Thompson. I'm okay with it. I thought Hermione sounded good when she sang Um, Emma. Which I do have the trailer of her singing. Okay. So we're going to play that as well for you guys. Hello. I wanted more than I can tell. Come into the light. (gasps) For once it might be What if she is the one? Pleased to meet you. I want so much more than they've got planned. Disney's Beauty 
Yeah. You can tell. I mean, you can obviously tell her voice is heavily yeah. auto tuned, but I think she then, like she sounds good. Yeah, she, she sounds, sounds a lot good. better than I thought she was going to. Which is I just a didn't very know she relief. could sing. So that well, I mean, yeah, to me, like this is it sounds like the role it fits. Yeah, that I'm was fine. the main thing for me. I was like, I don't. I don't know if she can sing. I don't. So I might I, not I, see her in a Broadway production yeah. but for a movie. I think. I yeah, think I, mean, I think that's really awesome. It's one of those things. I'm definitely going to be like the night it opens. Going to try to go because like Beauty and the Beast. That was my very first introduction as a child. I played Chip the teacup, so oh, that was like I my my very first ever role, and that's what got me into the entertainment industry and what. Oh made my me gosh! Oh my gosh! That's wonderful. Yeah. I love that. that. See, and you post a picture. I will. I'm, I'm actually yes. more. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually more upset about like the animation of like even chip and stuff then like her voice like I was worried about and then I saw like the animation her voice is fine and the animation's kind of like I don't know about all this some of this animation's a little weird yeah the animation of the beast some people were saying the beast is too ugly that's not it for me it's too human yeah I think that's what it is for me I'm like the animation is so weird because they clearly took um that Downton Abbey I think guy's that they face. Were, yeah, huh. uh, I think they were just trying to make it more humanized, so it's not like it was like. But I think that's the whole beast stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Stuff. But the whole thing yeah. is yeah. that he is a beast and wants to become back to humans. So right. So I it's it's so weird because you can just tell it's like they totally just avatared his face. The human yeah. version yeah. of him is really hot. It is. Avatar. It is. It's oh like they God. stuck the stickies on his face and did the avatar yeah. thing. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, sure anyway, that uh, the film is going to come out on March seventeenth, and the album will be out oh. March tenth. So. And we're discussing it here. We will be discussing it here. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's awesome. Um, me in. <laughs> me too. Chip Petika. Yes. And then my last little bit of news, and I know Jackie has something that she's going to mention too. But my last, last bit of news is that they're going to be making a Broadway play based off of um, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Wow. I think that's great. I think that's great. I Which think- I think visually could be done so well. And I would be super excited <laughs> to see how they, you know, incorporate like. And the it's going to be a musical, or um, I believe so because they had they. I didn't see anything about music, but they did mention a choreographer and all this stuff. So That'd I do think that it's going to have, if not singing music, it'll have music and dancing scenes. Mm. So I'm not sure how they're going to do it. That's awesome. And it I is think kind it sounds of cool. Weird. Becca looks very concerned. That sounds interesting. <laughs> it's going to be starring. Hey, they Chris. did it with Harry Potter. Okay. I still don't know if I like the movie though. Well, maybe you'll like the play. Did you like the book though? I liked the book. I don't know if she read the book. Oh. I didn't. That um, looks very bothering. That's why you think it's interesting, because you don't know what it's about. <laughs> no, no, I, I've watched the movie. Um, well, it's going to start Chris McCarroll, who was in Les Miserables Marius. Um, he's also in Pippin, Sweet Todd, Next Turn, which just makes me think it's going to be singing. Yeah. Um, and he was also just in Netflix as the OA. And he was also a lost boy in the Peter Pan Live. Hmm. So... Um, this is the weird part to me is that they just announced this uh, and it's going to be premiering at the Lucille Lortel Theater on March 23rd and is opening on April 4th. Hmm. So like and tomorrow. closing on May 6th. <laughs> but hmm. there's no, the cast Wait, hasn't what? been announced yet and no, because it sounds like rehearsing. you know how like we have like pop up stores here in LA where they pop up for it's like a, a weekend. Musical. It's a pop up yeah. musical. It's like, a pop up musical. Oh my god! Wait, isn't that just a, a what's it called? When everyone all of a sudden just starts singing around you? Oh, flash flash, flash, oh, yeah. flash, flash, flash mob. Flash mob. Yeah. Flash yeah. Mob. It's just a flash mob. About, yeah. lightning it's a flash mob. I'm okay. Percy Jackson and the flash mob. It's, yes. it's a flash mob in a theater where you buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I have to pay for a flash mob. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go be part of the flash mob. I can't dance, though. <laughs> yeah. You don't always need to, as long as you can have a good smile and singing voice. That's right. 
I can't sing either. I had an old dance teacher who used to tell me, dancing is from the waist up. If you look good from the waist up, it don't matter what messy business you're doing. Oh, Unless someone really knows dance, that yeah. is. And Obviously, you, a person who really knows dance is going to know you fucked up. Right. But most of the audience is like, oh, they look so cute from their from face. Far away. And their, from their face. <laughs> um, and I do know we have to wrap it up. So, Jackie, what is the news that you have for us? I today? saw Amelie. Uh, they had it here. Sorry, Rebecca's face. <laughs> they, they is it had still it here, here Jackie, at the or is it gone? What? Is it still here, or is it gone? Here in I LA? think it's still here. Okay, because I, I wanted to see here. it. So. Yeah. Let's go, Alexis. I yeah, saw down. it. It's super cute. It's so cute. It has Philippa Sue in it, um, and it's traveling to Broadway. So yeah. it started in where? San Francisco, I think? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then it came to L.A., where I'm assuming they workshopped it some more, and now it's going to Broadway. But it's super cute. I guess you can't find I tried to find the music online. I couldn't, and I was really depressed about it because there are some really cute songs. They're going to wait for that Broadway soundtrack yeah. to come out. Well, that's great. So, yeah, if you have the chance to go see it, see it um, here, and then if not, when you're in, if you're in New York, see it on Broadway. And there's a lot of, like, puppetry going on, which was a lot oh, of fun for go. me. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really cool. cool. Um, so that's all the time we have for today, guys. Um, make sure you come back next week. We're going to be discussing Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the theater version. And if um, you like Rodgers and Hammerstein, we're doing The King and I after that. Yes. Oh, so. cool. um, and that is in L.A. at the moment. Yes. Until the 28th. The production in L.A. is so freaking good. I'm not even a fan that much of The King and I, and I saw it, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> Um, so one last time, guys. Where can they find you? Starting with you, Becca. Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B. Talks TV. Uh, one, two, three, Jackie B on all platforms. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. And of course, you can find me at BFIPS14. And make sure you like and subscribe. Comment down below on iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. We have watching a Facebook this at the page, moment. too. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter, Broadway Beatdown. So make sure you let us know and let us know what your diva song is and what you want to see from us next. Bye, guys. Bye. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed here are those of the hosts of the Popcorn Talk Network.